So as you grow your own business and as you're moving forward, I want you to spend more time thinking about what are the things that you can put in place to learn to run your business like a business owner and not just run it like an expert. Welcome to the No BS Business School podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Hey, you, and welcome to another episode of No BS Business School. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, I always appreciate you showing up. This podcast is for you if you're a subject matter expert who's working hard to turn what you know into a profitable online business without having to sacrifice your values or your sanity in the process. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. Today, I want to have a conversation about mindset. And I know that's different for me because I generally don't talk a lot about that on the show. But one area that I see women struggle with so much when you're coming in from your careers or from your real world business and you're trying to move into the online space and getting into that place where you really want to start scaling your revenue is that some of the ways you're approaching your business and how your mindset is actually set in this, not necessarily the best place all the time and how it's holding you back. So we're going to unpack this a bit. And this is specifically an episode for experts. And whether you got that expertise through going to university or college, if you did it through the school of hard knocks, if you did it through your career, it's all the same thing in my opinion. But you know your stuff and you're dialed in on your specific niche and you are the master of it. And what I want to talk with you about today is starting to think like an owner in your business, not necessarily like an expert. And I'm going to say this whole episode with love. So this isn't me poking fingers. I'm turning my own finger at myself on this as well, because I am an expert at what I do. And sometimes I get into the expert brain and I don't think enough from the owner side of things. So there's no judgment here. This is just purely awareness. So you can start working on some skills that you might need to be developing in order to get your business to grow faster. And the reason I want to talk about this is because being an exceptional at your subject matter is not the same thing as being exceptional at business. And developing your business acumen, that's the thing that allows you to make strategic decisions. It helps you be able to seize new opportunities and it's going to drive your business towards success. Because it does take more than passion or talent to drive a business forward. You also need to have an entrepreneurial approach and you need to think with that mindset as you're growing your business. So I want to talk about the difference between an expert and an owner today, the good, the bad, and then we're going to talk about how to actually blend the two together to use the strengths of each so that you can really accelerate your business growth. So let's talk first about the expert mindset or the expert brain or thinking like an expert approaching your business like an expert and what makes experts so wonderful. First things first, experts are truly changing people's lives in a meaningful way. 
When you're an expert at what you do, you are so driven by your passion for your subject matter that it's inspiring. You have worked really hard to get where you are. You know what you know to your core. The world needs you. You're making meaningful change happen. And you're doing that in a way that other people just can't do it. And when you're an expert at what you do, you also tend to be really personally fulfilled by your work. Like you find true meaning in it. I'm that person. I find such meaning in the work that I do. I couldn't imagine my life without it. Like we would even show up and do it if no one was paying us because we love it so much. And that passion and that drive for wanting to change things, for wanting to make the world a better place, for wanting to make true impact in the lives of the people around us, that is something that should be recognized and celebrated. And if you go back to episode 202, you'll know I did a personality episode where I talked about the different personality types of an entrepreneur, and I really dove deep on the expert personality. And there's a lot of things I said in that episode as well that will really kind of back off of what I'm talking about in here. So when you're done this one, head over to 202 and give that one a listen as well, because it's really going to help kind of wrap this whole conversation up with a nice little bow. And now all of the things that are great about experts, there are some things that really also tend to make us struggle in business. And I'm lumping myself in this category as well, because when we approach our business thinking with an expert mindset, there are things that we are missing, that we are holding ourselves back from being able to accomplish. And there are areas of our business that we really need to work on. One of those things is the fact that when we approach our business with an expert mindset, we struggle with inconsistent income. And that's because we get so fixated on the idea of creation and making new things and solving problems in a really unique way that we don't think enough about all of the systems and the processes that we need in our business to have consistency in our sales. So we have these big ebbs and flows, ups and downs. We don't tend to really like to sell a lot because we feel that, you know, we're being pushy. And one of the big things I notice with experts when they're selling because I work with all, everyone I work with as an expert and I watch you sell. And when I see you walk into a sales conversation and you don't have that ability to switch your brain from the expert brain to the sales brain, your selling is really passive. Like you might mention what you do once or twice. I always see people take their foot off the gas when they're in a sales mode, like a deep sales cycle where they're doing something, maybe open cart to close cart. And I watch that kind of go and fizzle out. And that's because you're thinking like an expert instead of really thinking again, like a business owner or a true entrepreneur, where you're putting your income and your sales on the same level as your passion for what it is that you do. And another area that we tend to struggle with in our business when we're only thinking with an expert brain is that we tend to create products that are really focused on you and what you know and not what the market needs. Because we get, again, very involved in our own expertise. And I have done this more often than I want to admit, where I'm like, oh, this is a great idea and this is something that I just want to run with. And I don't take the time to actually validate if anybody else thinks it's a great idea as well. And so we end up creating product after product after product. And before we know it, we are the Shit's Creek menu of business, where we have so many things in our business that we've made purely because we think it's a great idea or because there's something that's fueling us to want to make it, that we're not thinking about, will the market buy this? 
is there a true need in the market? And when you think with a business brain, that does not happen because you know right off the bat, you need to validate before you sell. Another thing experts tend to do is network within your own niche. So if you're a dietitian, I can guarantee you know a lot of dietitians. If you're a gardening expert, you know a lot of gardening experts. If you're a business expert, you know a lot of business experts. And when we stay really focused on only knowing the people in our own networks, like our own niche, we're not learning how to do things differently from the other niches. And those things that we could be pulling from other areas into our own business will actually help to accelerate our growth because our competitors are not doing that because they're also networking with the people that they know and they're comfortable with. And so when we look outside our own niche and we start thinking with that business brain of how are other people in other industries doing things and how can I take that and apply it to my own, you will grow your business much faster than your competitors will. And I used to always say this when I was fundraising because people would always say, Jan, like, why aren't you networking with the other fundraisers? And my answer was always, well, they're not going to give me money. Why should I be networking with them? I'm going to go network with the donors because that's where I'm going to get more traction. I'm going to learn more and I'm going to get better at what I do because I'm practicing it every single day. So in your own niche, can you think of areas where you can step out and start networking with people who do things differently than you and apply that into your own business? Another thing that experts do that is a bit of a con in business is that you tend to work on things you enjoy and avoid other areas of your business because you don't like it or you don't think it applies to you. And I'm going to call out very specifically on this one, email marketing and list building. I have heard so many incredibly smart women say, well, that doesn't apply to me because my industry is X. And you can insert whatever your industry is into that conversation. I don't need an email list because that's not how we do it in my industry. I don't need to learn to do certain business fundamentals because it doesn't apply to my niche. And this is going to be some hard truth here. With love, I say this. Business foundations apply to all niches. It does not matter what you do, what you went to school for, what you sell, what you know, you still need to have the same basic principles and foundations in your business as everybody else. If you're a business, you need an email list because your email list are your leads. And I'm going to be doing an episode coming up in the future, really dialing in on list building more because I know it's an area that everybody ignores because you don't think you need it or you don't like it and you need it. When you think with a business brain, you will prioritize that lead generation in your business because you know without leads, you're not going to get sales. And then the last thing that experts do that is not necessarily the greatest way to kind of approach your business is that you tend to make business decisions based on emotion instead of logic. And I am a Pisces, so I am one of the most emotional people you're ever going to meet. So I get it. But in business, it is not the best way to approach decision-making. And especially when you make decisions emotionally in relation to your pricing, this will hold you back. And this is the number one area where I really see experts making emotional decisions in their business as when it comes to pricing what you sell. You price too low, you drop your prices based on fear 
or other emotional drivers, and it's holding your growth back. Whereas if you're thinking with a business brain, you have done your market research, you've done your competitor analysis, you know your pricing inside and out, and every decision you're making with your pricing is strategic, it's not emotional. Money truly is just a metric. Your sales are a metric in your business that you can adjust, you can control, you can make them go up, you can make them go down. One plus one is always going to be two. But when we come into their businesses with that emotional attachment to that money, especially when it's fear-based, people see it. You can sense it, you feel it, and it really impacts the trust that you're trying to build with people when you place that much emotional energy onto something that doesn't deserve it. So when you're thinking about your pricing moving forward, and even if you're looking at your pricing right now, look at your numbers as for what they are. They're just numbers. It's data. Save your emotions for the area of your life that truly deserve it. Like your family, the joy you get from spending all the money that you make in your business or saving it. That is far more valuable to you and will get you further in life and business than the other way around will. So for all the great things about thinking like an expert and all the things you need to work on, the same applies for the owner brain. When you're thinking like a business owner, owners know how to make money in their business. This is one of the biggest pros about thinking with an owner's brain. Because when you are a business owner, you know the priority in your business is to make money. So you're very strategic about what you do. You're always planning things out. You know your metrics inside and out. You know your data inside and out. Head back to episode 205 if you want a really fast cheat sheet on the things you need to be tracking in your business. I just talked about it on that episode. But that owner mindset leads to money time and time again because owners like to talk about money. And when you talk about money, you attract money to you. When you're also thinking like an owner, you approach business decisions logically. And business owners do this really well, especially when it comes to revenue and pricing. There is no emotional attachment. People, we all know, we were like, it's just money. It's data. I think this way so much of my business that I'm able to look at the numbers and see the patterns and the rhythm of what's happening. And I can make adjustments. I can go heavier at certain times. I know when to pull back. I've also been doing this for so long that for me, Everything when it comes to business decisions are very logical because I know that the more logical I am about it and the less emotional I am about it, the faster the business will grow. And another pro about thinking like an owner is that the owners understand how to create value and how to use a customer-centric approach to their business. So when you're thinking like an owner, you are putting your customer at the heart of everything that you do. You write content for your your customers. You create offers for your customers. You interact with your customers. It isn't about what we want in the business. It's about what they want. And that will help you grow a lot faster. Owners also know how to use mindset, habits, and systems to advance their business goals. And I teach this. This is specifically what I teach is mindset, habits, and systems to advance business goals. It is the boring stuff that leads to money. But people who master this and are really thinking with an owner mindset are doubling down on their systems. They're putting really healthy habits into place in their business. And I don't mean habits like journaling in the morning or doing yoga on your lunch break. There's nothing wrong with that, but those aren't the habits that are actually going to lead you to more money. 
I'm talking about habits like understanding how to time block your calendar, showing up consistently every single day, releasing podcast episodes on time, entering data into your CRM. Those are the things that will move your business forward. And if you're not sure what those mindset habits and systems are that you need, keep listening to this podcast because that's all I'm talking about on the show. And the last thing that's really great about thinking like an owner is that owners network in different niches to learn how to apply those things to their own business. Like I talked about earlier, when we become really isolated in our own communities, we're missing out on opportunities to get better at what we do by learning from people who do it differently. I spend a lot of time networking with people who are in very different industries than what I do. I actually spend most of my time trying to learn from people who are very much in the creative space and the sports space because I find the way they approach business really beneficial to how I can help teach you how to grow your business because they are so focused on mindset, habits, and systems in a very different and unique way than what is commonly taught to women. And if it works for them, it will work for us with some tweaks. Now, for a lot of the things that are great about thinking like an owner mindset, there are also things that are not great when you approach everything in your business with an owner mindset solely and nothing else. And that first con is that you can lose passion for your craft when you become too focused on making money and only making money. When we become too involved in data, or too involved in metrics, or too involved on the money, we forget about the humanity of the business and we forget about why we started this in the first place. I teach people how to make money. And even I am going to say that it is not the number one most important thing in your business. Being passionate about what you do and making a true impact in the people around you, that also matters. And when we lose sight of that, It is not healthy for us as business owners. It's not healthy for us as women. And it's not healthy for us as experts. It's not just about the money. And another con of only thinking like an owner is that owners can become emotionally removed from outcomes. Again, because we become so fixated on goal setting, our own achievements, moving the needle of the business, that we forget about the humanity side again of the business and the outcomes on the people that we serve. And you'll see this in businesses that are like very focused on money. This In the online space, you're going to pick up on it. Like this is where I would say like bro marketing comes into play with this is that people are very, very focused on how much money am I going to make? How much can I do for myself? How much can I get my business to grow? And they forget about the fact that they're dealing with human beings. And the person on the other end of that sale deserves to be respected. So how can we balance the two sides of ourselves so we can increase our business and we can really truly grow it to the place we want it to be? And we're going to do that by taking the good from being an expert and the good from being an owner, and we're going to leave the rest out. We want to find that sweet spot in the middle between approaching your business like an expert versus like an owner. And you'll find that ideal balance for running a happier, healthier, and more profitable business when we level out passion and profit, when we continue to look at the people that we serve with joy and excitement and satisfaction, but we also know that we put the habits and the mindset and the systems in place in our business so that we are also growing something that's sustainable and lasting so we can help more people. So as you grow your own business, 
And as you're moving forward, I want you to spend more time thinking about what are the things that you can put in place to learn to run your business like a business owner and not just run it like an expert. But don't lose out on those passionate things, but don't lose out on the passion that got you started doing what you do in the first place. It deserves an equal space in your business just as much as setting up a CRM does. And I want you to set up a CRM if you do not have a CRM set up. But that's another podcast episode that we'll get into later. So that's it for today's show. Above all, I just really, truly want you to find joy in what you do and be able to make as much money as you possibly can so you can live the life you deserve. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, stay resilient. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.